They're bros. Their dads. One is Big Ball Sack Harry J. Riley. The other is Cautionary Tale Philip Kopsinski. Welcome to Bro Dads. Dude, I got a four milligram nicotine gum in, ready to go. Is that a lot? It's, but well, three is a little, six is kind of a lot. Okay. So I feel the burn. Oh. You know, I might get nauseous. Oh. I, might, I might get diarrhea. Oh. Yeah, nicotine gum. Nicotine gum. It doesn't give you a buzz. It makes you kind of sick. But at least you're not going to. Smoke a cigarette or do a zen. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Bro Dads. Guys. <laughs> Welcome to Bro Dads. Sponsored by Nicorette. <laughs> Not making pussies wet. That's their. That's their. That's their tagline. They told me to use. Nicorette. We will not make your lady wet. We'll dry it out. <laughs> you had shows this weekend. I'm just doing a Michael Glatzmeyer's show tonight. Uh, no, last a, weekend. As a favor. What's that? Last weekend. Oh, did I show I week, shows last weekend? Dude. My life is a blur right now. Hmm. I had a show. Newport. In Newport. Yes. Thank you. I had that show. Yeah, that was, uh, dude. That was a show with a lot of potential. Oh. It was fun. I had fun. I did it for a favor for uh, uh, our good friend, uh, Greg Beachler. Yes, who also uh, um, sponsored an ad for the show. Yeah, Greg. Check out Greg Beachler. He's a great comic, good dude, type 1 diabetic, but in great shape. He's the Adam Morrison of... Yeah. Stand-up comedians. Yeah. Dude, he goes, do I got to take a shoe off when I'm in your house? I'm like, no, I only make white people take their shoes off in my house. So, <laughs> so I go, just take off one shoe. <laughs> <laughs> Great, uh, Greg, light-skinned black guy. Uh, so he... <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he wanted to try producing, and they love. They, I guess, he did it. He opened for someone there, and they loved him. Okay. And so they reached out to him. And was like, "Hey, can you put together a comedy show?" Okay. So he comes right. back, and he's him seeing. He's producing the show, and he starts the show. Yeah. And he's his first time producing, and me and Scott Lossie, who was also on the show, had no idea he had started the show. We were just like in the. This is like one of these old theaters that like yeah. doesn't have a green room. Yeah, so you're just back with the ropes and stuff. Yeah, we're well, yeah, we're just back in the con- concession booth. <laughs> like we gotta walk down the aisles when oh, he calls the name, you know, yeah. unless we want to hang out in the spidery den yeah. of the side stage. <laughs> and so, and it's a nice theater, uh, and it's uh, it starts kind of dying down in the in the concessions area and. I'm like, what's going on? And I reach in. I'm like, shit, he started the show. Oh. And the guy at the concessions was like, wait, he's on? I thought Greg was our headliner. <laughs> so oh, they were, shit. oh my God, dude, this was a small town. And it sort of, it kind of reminded me of a private gig. Because ultimately private gigs are just a bunch of people who know each other who are like, yeah. like it's like an old Western. Yeah. Have I talked about this before? That's my idea of like a private show. Like an old Western you know, where they're like, 
shooting at the guy's feet. And they're like, dance, dance for me. Pew, pew, pew. And you're like, please don't. I have to walk a hundred miles a day with these feet, please. I'm with the Pony Express. And that's, that's a private show. That's how the, that kind of show felt. Cause like yeah. all these people knew each other yeah. and they were all shit faced is a small town, like literally, dude. Yeah. They all they all knew each other. It felt like, yeah, and the town is like a racetrack where the the road just like goes around in a circle around the main part of the town. Yeah, so you can just get on one. You can be on the top part, get liquor, and then just go. <laughs> yeah. All right. There's only one road to get me anywhere. <laughs> you just described like all their sex lives. <laughs> the sex life in a small town is like a NASCAR race. Sometimes you're merging. You're like, oh, he's back out on the track. Everyone's there's just one chick that's circling the whole her whole life. <laughs> and thank you for your service. Yes, thank you. Uh, in this case, I believe it was a gal named Molly. Yes, real drunk chick, and it did it, it was. Like, I did not see, like, this chick was causing problems the whole show. And uh, I got on stage, and immediately I could tell who it was. I saw, I mean, yeah. I saw it. She was dead center. I saw, I mean, I saw her. She's like, at this point, she's starting to fade a little. Her head's, oh, like, wobbly. Yeah. And I was wearing blue shoes. Yeah. And, like, all these people are like, shoes! He got his shoes! They just start yelling out, shoot. Like, that's wow. how hammered these people were, you know? And so I was like, okay, I'm not going to. I'm not gonna like engage, but I'm yeah. also not gonna pause. <laughs> yeah, dude, I did my first 25 minutes. I did in 15 minutes. Holy crap! Because wow. it was like get the laugh, and I did not let the laughter hang. I just went right to the next joke. Yeah, and, like I was yeah. stepping on my laughter, like the, for the first. I mean, I was because I was like, I'm not gonna let up. Yeah, and let them. I'm not gonna let them talk. So about 15 minutes in, I could kind of kind of slow down a little bit. Yeah. And then I and then I was able to actually have like a regular show. Okay. But uh, this chick Molly started bubbling a little bit, and you know I was like, I, but you can't be too mean. Hey, what? So describe Molly a little bit. Is she the typical like <coughs> I was hot in high school and life is? She was still hot. Okay. Okay. <laughs> she was. She, okay. So dude, she she's different. She's it a, was twenty five degrees. She was there in a tube top. Damn. Right. <laughs> and also, like she, she was still pretty young. Like oh, she, okay, okay. like she, looked like she was barely twenty one. There was actually kind oh, of a, shit. there was right. kind of a, a, like a real small town gal afterwards. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, looks like she tames horses. You yeah, know, okay. haunches. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like you go to small towns, you're like, fuck, man. I, like this is a town that got like yokes later. Yeah. Because they. <laughs> The women were just the oxen, you know. They were pulling the, they were pulling the hoe themselves for a while. <laughs> there was just some sturdy gals there, and I mean, like you know, I mean, I don't mean overweight. I mean like shoulders, thighs, hips. Oh, you know. And man. they're like, "Man, are you a power lifter?" You're like, "I'm a lifting his ass off the couch for ten years, Boy, make him go to work." That He's is like, a specific. Yeah. Thing that I've gotten into the power lifting chicks. Are yeah. Amazing. No, yeah, dude. I bet there's chicks on OnlyFans that are just breaking watermelons with their thighs and raking it in, dude. I would fuck. <laughs> you know what? I would pay to see that because that's. They're not even naked. Yeah, they're just boom, just. Yeah. They're, yeah. 
there in P- full PJs. <laughs> You're like, I don't even know if this is a woman. <laughs> That's such a funny idea for a bodybuilder yeah. who's like retired. Like, what if I just put on a furry outfit and call myself Sexy Donna? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like, <laughs> just popping various melons between their thighs. Yeah, just dressed up like the horse <laughs> from the Broncos. <laughs> just neighing and breaking watermelons. Winds <laughs> up being like an old Ar- like a Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah. in there. <laughs> Guys are jerking off. Damn, look at that bubble butt. <laughs> oh, she's got thighs. Meanwhile, it's a guy in there like, oh, this is what I have to do for money. <laughs> I fuck too many of my maids. <laughs> yeah. uh, dude, How did Scott I, do? Uh, oh man, Scott Scott Loss, he's great. He said he 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 was getting he wasn't getting rattled, but he's dude. He's just he's he's smooth. You know what I mean? He's like yeah. cold. He, but it's funny because there's certain tells. You know, as a comic, you can tell. Yeah, like he he doesn't shy away from saying the f word. Yeah, but he just started using it like three times a sentence yeah yeah you know because everybody kind of has like for me it was just running through my material quickly because i know sometimes if i let like a rowdy crowd get to me i'll slow down and then i'll Mm. they'll start getting to me and so i was like well this time i'm gonna just speed up and it works pretty well uh sometimes i'll like go up and down with my volume you know but they were they were rowdy in a way that it was like we all know each other. Oh, okay. Type, okay. you know, and it's so, dude. So it, not in like a, you know, sometimes when you have a rowdiness, it's it's almost disrespectful in a way, where it's like they don't care what's going on. Right. They they just want to do their thing, but it seems like what you're describing is people who know each other, and they're in a a, a, a situation where they, you know, they're loose and they just. Yeah, 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 yeah. Loose was a good way to describe Molly. <laughs> I, at one point, I was like, I get it. I come from a town with a lot of drugs. We also all did Molly. <laughs> and that was about as far as I could push it because I got a laugh, and then I was going to maybe get a little meaner because she was getting kind of, you know, she was pretty. She The alcohol had taken its effect by the time was I was on stage. Was she just, like, responding to everything? Yeah, yeah. She was doing that a lot okay. with Scott, and then okay. – and, so his timing was getting fucked up, and so uh, I really, I really yeah. never thought that that would bother me, but um, lately it has thrown me off when you get someone in the audience saying something and it kind of knocks the thought out of your mind. Oh yeah, yeah. For, it's hard not to, you know. It's hard to not get distracted. I mean, you gotta be. I mean, it's a wild mental agility game to try to keep shit straight while someone's like I did that back in high school man one time and, you know now they're commenting yeah. on your stuff to you to their friend to whatever yeah, but yeah. then when I started talking to this chick Molly people in the audience sit like this is a 200 person theater she's square center Damn. and people who are in a completely different zone of the theater are like that's Molly she's good people she just fucked up tonight you be good to her I'm like Oh, okay, oh. like I don't want to. So there must be something <coughs> else going on there. Yeah, well, that's what it was. The sturdy gal came up to me after the show and was like, "I think this might have been my fault." 
we were doing shots, and she, I told her to try to keep up with me. <laughs> you can't do that to Molly, yeah. sturdy lady. Yeah, well, I'm looking at her, and she's like 10 years older and a little bit more wear and tear. And I'm like, okay. what are you? You're just trying to have her replace you on this never-ending NASCAR track? <laughs> 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 yeah, the tires, uh, my tires are worn out, but Molly's are brand new. Let's get her on the track. <laughs> it was, it, I mean, it was a fun show. It was fun to hang out with, uh, with Greg, and uh, it was fun to see him in that environment. They loved him, dude. I mean, there was a part oh. of me I was like, Greg, just you should have just headlined yourself, man. Um, I can understand why he wouldn't. He can uh, leverage it a little later when he's looking to fill out some dates or something. Right, well, and I... I was telling him, man, I was like, this would be a sick room for you to develop. You know, it's a, I mean, 200 person room. They saw, so they, they it was packed, but it's like this small town th theater. One, it's a one screen movie theater. Yeah. So it's like a community center. Like they all, that's like a thing to do Friday night. Yeah. And uh, they have a membership thing where you pay 15 bucks a month and you can go okay. to every event there. Oh, so okay. they saved uh, 25% or 30% of the seats or something for okay. their members. So it was packed by the end of the night. And uh, I don't know if they were turning people away, but I was like, I was like, dude, if you can just, you know, get, I don't know what kind of hotel exists in Newport, but how, I mean, people yeah. were inviting us back to their house. You know, it was like that kind of small town. Yeah, yeah. Like we had Scott's nephew with us who was a teenager. And we're like, no, we got to go. They're like, there's high school girls at the party. I'm like, of course there are. This is, <laughs> this is yeah, and they're also holding a baby. Yeah, yeah. they're yeah, no, they're, yeah. That's they're like, yeah, I'll be a babysitter. I'm the I'm the side piece of your husband anyway. Like, it's, <laughs> I mean, it's just, I mean, I, there is a down to earthness about that that I kind of miss about small towns where it's like. Mm -hmm. Someone you know who's got a nice basement is just like the t the tang, yeah. And yeah. all the kids are hanging out there, and all the parents are getting drunk upstairs, and yeah. then everybody just walks home or whatever. Like, yeah. you know, and and it's but it was cold as shit, man. I mean, it was it was legitimately twenty degrees. You know, I'm like, which how many of you people are gonna lose a ear tonight, <laughs> <laughs> drunk in a ditch? <laughs> and it's so it's so wild, dude. They're like, I'm a teacher at the high school. Like, you're fucking hammered. Like, yeah. how do you go to that house <laughs> with those teenagers? I mean, this is like, it's funny because those. The, I feel like it made me think. You know those stories where they're like, this high school student was supplying alcohol and sleeping with students. It's like, okay, but what was the population of the town? <laughs> <laughs> If it was under 10,000 people, you know what? <laughs> Wash your hands of the situation. That's not illegal. That's building a community. <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, if, it's, if that's happening in Seattle, that's a monster. You're yeah, a creep. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, if that's happening in Newport, Idaho, you know, you're just... You, 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 you just, you know, it's like a tradition. <laughs> it's like fucking Greece. <laughs> it's like ancient Greece in these small towns, except for it's, uh, it's, uh, it's, 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 it's straight. It's yeah. young, straight men and predatory women that are recently divorced. Man, it's... I, I don't think people from, you know, larger towns and cities understand how prevalent that is. That's just a part of when 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 the pickings are slim. That's just bound to happen. Yeah. And I, I, and now, 
I can't say for sure, like, oh, if these people were in larger cities, they wouldn't prey upon these people. I can't say that. But right. when when the pickings are as slim as they are, that's what. And if you have any sort of power, if you have any sort of like authority or anything, man, all the teachers, well, not all the teachers, but there was at least two male teachers that um, were known to sleep with um, students. Um, one was the head bas- basketball coach. I there think was, that has probably gone away, and even in the small towns, yeah. the fellows sleeping with the high school ladies. Yeah, but we had ladies too that was doing it to guys, <laughs> and they both got fired. But the guys never got fired because it it never. Well, if they're coaches, and they got to win a record. I mean, you do have to protect that. Yeah, yeah. He he won if state it, championships. Yeah, if we go to state. Yeah, yeah. You can fuck whoever you want. Yeah. You can be Michael Jackson's father. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the hits keep coming. Just do what you want. <laughs> we got R. Kelly as the coach this year. Hey, as long as we win state. <laughs> Both of the ladies, well, um, one of the teachers, um, and I had them both, but one of them, English teacher, she, I mean, she just, it got out of hand. Her husband found out and made a scene. So that yeah, to, that's no good. And the other lady, she just got pregnant by the the guy. Hell yeah. I don't know if she was married or not, but she did get pregnant by the guy and was just gone. These high school teacher women were sleeping with their students, the male students. To me, if it's happening in high school, it needs to revert to kindergarten rules. Did, <laughs> When they bring gum, did you did you bring enough to share? <laughs> That's because <laughs> we always focus like like people are like, but the boy is victimized. Like, yeah, but what about all the other boys in that class that didn't get laid? Yeah, they're the real victims. <laughs> Shit. I mean, and people, you know, people always people are always gonna you know push back on that. People are always gonna be like, well. Just because he's a guy doesn't mean that he was not um, victimized and taken advantage of. Let me tell you something. Every straight male teenager just prays that an older woman, older woman would just fuck them. This is this is not. I mean, what, that's just a that's just an inherent difference between men and women. I think women are just floating around through the earth and they're getting just snatched by the guys. Yeah, yeah. But the boys are going through the world trying to run into these bitches. They, they want to be fucked by older women. <laughs> I, I, when I was a teenager, that half of my jerk-off sessions were like, man, if only Miss Holden would. Holden. Just, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Only Miss Holden would hold it. And she wasn't even cute at all. She just she just talked real cool. You know, she just, she was the English teacher and she just had a flair for the dramatic. And you I know was what like, what they say, LA four, English teacher ten. <laughs> <laughs> Man, we had a Spanish teacher, her name was Miss Doucette. Oh, that's exotic. And she and look, she was not like she was a Saint Matthews four. Which would make her a Spokane three, no, which would make her a Spokane two, which would make her an LA negative four. 
And I was still beating my meat, thinking, you know, like, oh, she's going to teach me new Spanish words while I'm just back there clapping. And she's going to make me an enchilada. <laughs> Th- that's just what guys, that, that's, that's, what, that's, that's men. And you can't compare it. You just can't. And anybody who, you know, tries to, yes, punish these people. You shouldn't be fucking children. But I'm not going to go as far as saying that the boy is a victim. Yeah. Dude, it was it was wild. I mean, they were inviting us back to their place. There they were clearly like some of the biggest the biggest laughs I got that night cuz when every time Greg was on stage, they were like we like them dark <laughs> kind of <laughs> shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're single. I'm single. I like them dark, you know, oh, that kind of shit. And I I was like I was like, "Listen, I'm from a small town. I get it." You guys see new genetics and you're like <laughs> you start going into heat. <laughs> like we got too many people with our earlobes connected to the necks. Doesn't even have to be a different race. Just someone who's taller, all their fingers are different lengths. You know what I mean? Their thumbs have enough like the proper amount of joints. They got a neck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. You don't want to go to a water park in a small town, dude. They'll be like, oh, shit. <laughs> this guy doesn't have any skin tags. <laughs> Trap him. <laughs> Man, Greg is, you know, it's it's also weird because all three of y'all are in long-term relationships. Oh, yeah. So it's like. None of y'all ruining even an inch of that. I mean, Greg's girl, man, cooks like fucking Gordon Ramsay for him. Yeah, dude, Greg told me we were making breakfast the next morning. He's like, I got to be honest, man, I haven't cooked a meal in three years. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, I'm going to be useless if Tamara ever leaves me. Man, she follows the old belief that if you keep his belly full and his balls empty... That man will never leave you because she cooks. I don't know about the sex life, but she cooks. She yeah. fucking cooks for him. So I don't know. I mean, every time I'm around him, he's, he's always taking diabetes naps. You know, <laughs> he's, at one point I was driving and talking and I'm li- and then I, I, I realized how much I was talking because as soon as I like there was a pause, I heard him like lightly snoring. Oh, shit. I'm like, shit, dude, how long? Like. <laughs> How long have I just been talking to nothing? <laughs> just infiltrating his dreams. <laughs> That's me with Shauna, man. Oh, dude. I Well, she should get her blood work done. <laughs> yeah, she, she's diabetic. D- yeah, Greg, dude. I've been with Greg because diabetics get sleepy, you know? Yeah. And it's, <laughs> I've been with him at a bar one time. He wasn't even drinking. And then he his head plopped on the counter. Holy shit. And the guy was like, yo, man, you got to get your buddy out of here. You can't sleep on the counter. And we were driving around this dude uh, who's since passed on named uh, Daryl Lennox. He's a great yeah. headliner. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> and anyway, we were driving him around. This is when I don't even think either of us were even featuring at that time. So it was, like, cool to be able to access to him. And he's yeah. blind, you know, so we were his, like, Transpo. I had to get him, but he wanted to stop to have a drink because he's been a comic forever. So <laughs> he just had to maintain that <laughs> he's been a road comic and he's blind, so he doesn't drive. Yeah. So he has to maintain that BAC. <laughs> you know, like, man, how do you? It was so funny watching a blind guy. You know, I dropped him off. I'm like, you need help up to the condo? He's like, I got it. And he's like, he's a big dude. He's like 6'3, yeah. big dude. 
he starts like he's stumbling a little bit and he's blind. He's a blind stumbling guy. And I kind of like, how the fuck are you going to? He's like, I can see this little square right here. I got I got Shit. vision right in this quadrant of my eyeballs. I'm like, all right, dude, you're good. But I didn't like we couldn't leave because we had to stick around for Daryl to finish his drink. So Craig just went up to my car and fell asleep in the back Shit. seat. <laughs> And I'm like, he's good. He's <laughs> probably good. I don't know a lot about diabetes. I hope he's good. <laughs> Throwing marshmallows in there. This will keep you alive. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, it was uh, it was it was it was fun. It's uh, I, I hope it, it could be a good thing. The hard thing is, and it's not a bad thing, but anytime there's like a new venue and they don't <clears throat> lock in with a certain person yeah. to book, then it's all over. And event. So uh, I'm sure what's happening is then other comics are going to start booking, you know, hitting them up and they'll just book yeah. them. If they're like, Oh, this person says they're a comic. We've had good comedy shows here. Yeah. That's, and that, yeah, that, that happens. can be, um, th th that can be a, a, a weird little thing yeah. where, uh, people will book a spot but you don't want to book it, you know, you don't want to book a Newport every month. So you want to give it some space. But then somebody else who might have seen photos of the event yeah, and that's saw that it's popping, they want to come in, take advantage of it. But they might not, you know, it's not necessarily that they will have the same success that right. Greg had. And that will hurt Greg later on in the future because they'll go, well, you know, we had a show in January and the guy, you know, he said he was, you know, he was on Comedy Central and, you know, he he just talked about fucking cats for 45 minutes. <laughs> right. And that hurts people. So I always think this is, and no one is going to follow this shit, especially if you're out there hustling. But I feel as though if someone has done uh if someone has promoted a show in a room, especially in a small town like that, you either give it three months or you go talk to the person that promoted it yeah, and just get them in, in on it. Just get them in on it. Don't go behind them and set it up yourself. Yeah, yeah, no. At least get them in it so that way uh, there's, some, there's some trust. And since he's going to be promoting it, he... And he's had success in the past. He will be able. There's likelihood that it'll be better in the in the future. Yeah, that's why I like venues. I like booking venues where I get the whole door, but I have to rent it out. Yeah, because a lot of people who are just like starting out are, aren't typically going to. They're not going to take that big of a bet on yeah, yeah their own shit. So it won't. You know. So I figure there's kind of makes it a little more exclusive. But who knows, man? I mean, it's uh. Yeah, I just found a venue down in uh, Pendleton. So okay. February tenth. We'll right. see what happens, dude. Right. Yeah, man. How was uh? Who were you? You were at Joker's. Yeah, I was in. I was at Joker's. It was uh, man. I've been doing this room. I want to say fifteen years. <laughs> oh, wow. And this brought it back to the early days of this room for me. That used to be. I mean, when I started, it was at the end of a good heyday. Yeah, where it'd be like packed all the time. Yeah, those two shows were packed. It was great. That's they, good. That's great, man. Yeah, they were sold. I mean, they were sold out. I, I think they can put more people in that room. The the tables in the middle 
a little too spread out. They sold all the tables, dude. Yeah. yeah after, after people stopped coming out, they're like, yeah, at a yard sale. <laughs> yeah, man. I, you know, um, they, they've done a, a great job. Now, Friday night, um, both nights were unique. Now, what about in that upper, like, kind of VIP ish area where no, there are people nobody, up there? Nah, yeah, nobody's up there. Yeah, Which yeah. I don't, you know, they could they could do something with that. Those are bad seats for comedy. That's more for yeah. like when they have their club nights. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Friday night, I'm there and uh, probably shouldn't say his name. The the manager of the, of the room or the owner, I don't know who he is, but um, I don't know who he is in relation to the, the, the club. He goes, hey, we're going to have uh, two guest sets. Nice. And I go, all right. And in my mind, I'm thinking, so there must be no feature. Oh shit! And, and this was was Friday. Yeah. So you got the you got time on Friday. Yeah. So Saturday you got to be out of there for those. Well, they, they do um, a country western music night, which oh shit, they need to change that shit because no one was in there. <laughs> I, I mean, I stayed I stayed maybe an hour after, and a total of maybe six people came in, but the the actual bar place was packed. Normally, when they just did. Normal, not I should say normal music. When they were doing like top forties, more pop music, yeah, they would actually get people in there. Yeah, but this was the first time I ever saw where after the show, there was less people than the show. Yeah, yeah, and you know, so, uh, so I'm like, all right, you know, they're gonna do their guest set. Had Rob Devins the host. Um, he did a good job. First guy was like a reggae. He was in a he was a white guy who does a reggae band and he was dipping his toes into comedy and this was like his second guest set ever. Did he have dreads? No, he said he cut him off like Oh he shit. So he yeah. was okay, so he's there. All right. Yeah. That's that's a ballsy dude. That's an interesting man to be yeah. let your hair go dreads and be like, Okay man, I don't want- <laughs> <laughs> Hey, what love, what love? You're like, yo, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> You look like you come from the river, man. Those are, those are river motor dreads, partner. What are you doing? Yeah, man. No woman, no cry. Come on now. Let's do this. Like, yo, man, you're the crab. You're not, you're not, you're not the you're not the crab from Little Mermaid. You got crabs from the river where your dreads came from. <laughs> <laughs> they got river whites doing this shit. <laughs> and we've met these people before, right? We, you know, we've met these people who they 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 dabbled their toe in all of the arts. And uh, he went up and he was good for like the first 45 seconds. But then he just kept because he was from Southern California mm-hmm. and he lives now in the Tri-Cities. But he spent so much time picking on the Tri-Cities that after a while, they just kind of turned on him. Yeah, and, people are like, why'd you move here, asshole? Yeah, and, yeah, then, and yeah. he felt it, and he couldn't pivot from it. Yeah. Um. So, you know, he... He did. He, you know, he. It's hard to pick on a town if you don't have an affinity for the town. Yeah. If you genuinely hate the town you're in. Yeah. You don't want to be making fun of it for that long because it yeah. will come out. Yeah. At, yeah, yeah. And yeah, they'll and be like, "This is my home, asshole." Yeah. And it yeah. was actually coming. It was actually coming out. Yeah. And uh, so now you move to the second um, uh, 
guest set. It was a black dude, also from. He was from L.A. Uh, had a had a black comedian name, which I don't under, I don't know how that <laughs> became a thing. Uh, the first I uh, love black shit. comedian I ever met, who not met but saw that had a a stage name was Earthquake, but it's just a thing now. Like yeah. everybody just has a like a stage name and it's usually just it's usually black comics and I'm like yeah. why what what are you doing your name isn't Krispy Kreme <laughs> show me show me your driver's license where exactly does it say Applejack <laughs> is it not odd to, to- it, it's a little goofy I mean it is it is uh, it's it's a thing, you know. I don't. I think you you see it in in black comics for sure, but also Southern whites. Uh, mm. Yeah, they they try to get a hook almost too early in their career. Oh, I, yeah. I think that's what it is. Guys that are just like maybe do a couple of mics and they're like, oh, I see what this. I mean, they see the the vision, yeah. but they're too. They don't have the act yet. Yeah, yeah. So they're like, yeah. I got to get a hook, and yeah. so they try to get their hook too early because that is there is a thing where it's like. If you, especially if you're in a competitive market, you need to have a thing that makes you stick out. Yeah. You know, like, oh, I'm Tranny J. Or whatever, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and I mean, he, he he did he did pretty well because he stuck with um he stuck with talking about um fucking uh old ladies. Oh, yeah, that would do and, well. And uh and that that did really well. I think it also helped them. Late on that night, because there was a lady who was having a birthday, she was pretty voluptuous, and was his name Werther's original. All right, get coming to stages is uh, DJ Horde Candy. <laughs> All right, give it up for Oatmeal Cookie. <laughs> he's up there, he's the like, I'm with raisins, bitch. <laughs> Like they they had a party bus and everything, but I was not about to partake in any of that shit. But by the time I left them, he was still smacking her on the butt. So I was like, that's going to be a decent night for them. Um, Then I got up and it was a great it was a great set. Uh, But that was only after the feature. So they had a feature and no one told him he's got to adjust his time. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's like eight twenty, and and they want you to be done before nine. Yeah. So now I get on stage, and I'm basically just doing. You're on stage at eight twenty. Yeah, I, yeah. I was on stage at like eight twenty, eight twenty five, something around. Yeah. Now. So you're doing now. You're doing a thirty five. Yeah. Forty yeah. minutes. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, but I, I mean, it, it went well. That's light work, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I sold more shirts there than I, I sold more shirts. <clears throat> Um, Friday night than I ever had before when I was selling stuff there. It, I mean, I sold a shit ton of um, stuff, so that was good. Now, Saturday was almost the opposite. We didn't have guest sets, even though the black dude um, came. He came kind of late, so we'd already set everything up. Uh, and the crowd was just... Look, I try, you know, I, I try not to blame an audience unless they deserve it. Mm-hmm. And from the moment go, they just were a little more t- 
tight. They, they, yeah. it, it didn't feel like they were out to have fun. It felt like they were attending more of a seminar. <laughs> and uh, when, you know, Rob gets up, he's doing his thing. And, you know, he's getting chuckles, but it's like, it's like, well, that, you know, that, what, that, that can happen sometimes. If you're a host, you don't have that much experience. Then the other guy gets up, he's doing his thing. And, I mean, he's just, you know, it, it's the same thing. So when I get up, I'm like, all right, I, I think I've seen enough. I think I know what I need to do. And I'm up. And I got them. They, you know, it, everything's working. And then the mic cuts out. <laughs> Dude, it's just a doomed show. Yeah, it's just, it was it was a corded mic, and uh, I'm I'm just you know I'm not doing anything wild, and it cuts out. It cuts out. Uh, I get handed a wireless mic now, <laughs> and so we're back at it. We're, we're going again, and uh, I'm, I'm you know getting them back up. And it's like the last 15 minutes of the show, and that mic cuts out. God and then I get handed another mic. And at that point now, my, my mind has something happened in my head at that moment. And uh, I just never got them back. Yeah. Uh, it, it wasn't, by far, it wasn't bad. I wouldn't say bad. But they were already kind of tight they were all it already felt like everybody was there with their grandma yeah and i'm and i'm getting them but we kept having these ups and downs because the mic kept cutting out and in my mind i'm like they probably sitting there thinking what kind of fucking operation yeah. dude is every going comedy on? club should have <clears throat> dude a shirt 89 or whatever they call it, 59 sure 59 mic yep. 100 bucks at yep. any guitar world, put get fucking three of them. Yeah, the one goes out, throw in the goddamn garbage, man. This yeah. is your. It's the easiest shit. Stand up comedy. It's so. That's what's funny about renting out these theaters. They're like, oh, it's uh, seven hundred dollars plus another three hundred fifty uh, if you need a uh, light technique. Like, bitch, we don't need a light technique. I need up. <laughs> I need. I need a dimmer switch. Is, we're putting on. We're putting on a show with a dimmer switch. <laughs> <laughs> like we are good. We can make. I, I've done comedy, you know, uh, at a eye level in a in a conference room at an Elks Club. We we'll, we'll be fine. <laughs> you, know, you know, like this is great. Just take the house lights down. I mean, it's so funny. Like uh, you know, technically speaking, from a showbiz standpoint, stand up has to be the easiest thing in the world. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so the it's overhead like, is so should, short. Yeah, yeah, the underground used to have that shit all the time. That in Seattle, they'd, yeah. have, they'd come out, a mic would go bad, and then they'd go and swap out the mic with a mic that broke the week before. <laughs> it's all dented and shit. You're like, this one's worse. <laughs> you know, they got three prongs that plug in, only yeah. one of them's left. <laughs> they got to speak into the bottom part of the circle. <laughs> That's what happens when you get people, um, one, a lot of act-outs get um, done on the mic, which is a, a sensitive thing that you probably right. shouldn't be beating up on. But also, a lot of people think that they're Dave Chappelle and Chris Rock, <laughs> yeah, bang and the they mic. do the whole bang the mic on their leg. Hey, if it's your mic, do whatever the fuck you want. Play it like a tambourine. But... If, if I'm at an establishment, that's their mic. I got to think about 
the people that are uh, coming in l- later. So yeah. when I whenever I do act outs on the mic, like if you knock, like you're knocking on the door, always make sure it's like at the top. All you got to do is just, you know, collapse the You can even just t- tap it. Yeah. You just tap it with yeah. your finger. It's fine. You don't, ha- you don't have to boom, boom. <laughs> you know, you, you don't have to do any of that. And uh, I I only sold the sticker. That That's, I think they were so like, I honestly think they were, they, they didn't feel like they were in a real uh, um Put together establishment. <laughs> yeah, dude, they got the garbage can right next to the stage. <laughs> Every time I go there, I'm like, you guys, to move the fucking garbage can, jokers. What are you doing? It's, they're so goofy there, man. And they, they do. They love comedy. They, they lost money on comedy for years. Yeah, You know man. what's funny? They're doing better, and they, they stopped with the radio. You didn't have to do radio, did you? No. Yeah, so it's so funny. I mean, how many, how much money was wasted on that? Did you, you used to, do you remember you having yeah. a radio for that gig? Yeah. Yeah, you go to that radio. I mean, it was kind of fun or whatever, but it's like, you know, the third time you go to that same DJ and at the end he's like, what's your worst experience with the famous guy? You're like, I got, do I got to make up a new story this time? <laughs> <clears throat> I, I think, well, one, I don't think advertising on radio is doing anything anymore. Right. And I also think the <laughs> station that they picked, it, it was like, I don't, man, you already, you're already narrowing your people down yeah. by I, picking. I just wrote a check for a thousand dollars to radio stations. God, so. damn it. That's, <laughs> you're bumming me out, dude. Man, that's, <laughs> no, I, I mean, it's, you're right. I think in markets over like tw- 20,000 people, radio's bad. But also I think you got to pick I think if you just go to the morning show and do a good job, it's not going to do anything. I think if you play yeah. a clip of your stand-up on radio, that it'll help, but it's got to be the right yeah. way. You go to a small town, do it on the country station, Yeah, I think it helps. There are markets where it helps, but it's not... Dude, radio used to be a great way to sell tickets Yeah, back in the you know beginning of stand-up all the way to probably the early 2000s. Yeah. But, I mean, I think until... Maybe 2009, 2010, yeah. you were still getting traction with radio. It's just, you know, I think that's just the natural evolution of what happens when uh, you start uh, having podcasts and stuff Yeah, that you can, oh, now I can just, or with streaming music, oh, now I can listen to every song that I've ever heard right. without any interruption from a DJ or a commercial. That's kind of hard to... That's kind of hard to 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 fight against, and I you know I never I never knew if that was a big radio station down there, the radio station they would have you um go to. It's got to be a decent one. Yeah. So you know, but whatever they're doing now, they should not stop. Do you think that's because they switched the Booker to? I one hundred. It's got it. Like, what is she doing? The new Booker. What did she do? Go down there and like, listen, I'm going to tell you how to do it. Do it. I mean, I think that's I think that's what happened. I yeah. think she went. What down, did she tell them? I think she question. went down there. She saw what the numbers were and she saw what they were doing. And she just said, look, if you actually want this to make money, you got first. You got to at least let people know. 
that there's some shit going on. <laughs> because for like a decade, man, there was nothing. There's like 120,000 people in the Dry Cities. Yeah. Man. Yeah, they should know about that comedy club. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if you've had one for almost two fucking decades. <laughs> right. And, you know, there was just so many like odd choices, especially in regards to uh, uh, paying comedians. Like, I, I never had an issue with the pay. But earlier, you know, back in the day, they would give you they would give you two free meals. You would get a free meal and free drinks. And now they give you like a card. I didn't even use the card. I didn't even I, I didn't oh, get dude, nothing. You got to get the French dip. I, I just <laughs> I was going to give it to Rob Devins because. In his, you know, he had he had. No, the MCs get screwed down yeah. there. Well, they get screwed everywhere, man. I mean, you you're not big enough. <clears throat> you're not big enough to have your own uh, crop of MCs. You gotta do more to entice people to yeah. come down. Yeah. You you can't just feed on people's dreams. Same with features, man. I mean, you gotta. You, you, yeah. I w these clubs should put features up. I mean, I you could you if if clubs put up features, you you would. I think you would really start seeing, but you know, they don't have to though because look how fucking strong. I mean, there are so many strong comedians yeah. in in the in the ether of comedy. Yeah, I mean, I've I've seen it grow in ten years. It, uh, it, uh, I mean, in a massive amount. So it's like people just people. I mean, why, why, if you're if you're the if you're on the business side of that club, why would you do it when people when if you are a club, people are coming from all over. To do yeah. your club now, at least the Jokers does put up features, so that is yeah. that helps them a lot. I don't know how they could operate if they didn't put up features. Yeah, that would that wouldn't that wouldn't work. What do you all. what do you think of that new hotel? Did you partake oh. in any of the activities? No, it's pretty fun. No. They got an arcade there. I didn't know about that. They got bikes you can just borrow and ride along yeah, the river. I saw, yeah, I saw the bikes. They got uh, a pool, which I would not recommend. I saw at this the, time of year, I saw the hot tub. Um, I saw a guy, it, a guy, a guy and a lady was in there, and it looked like they were, they just got done with some courtesan in there. Nice dude. Yeah. yeah. Well, I when I I went to the pool and a guy was smoking a blunt in front of his child. <laughs> yeah. Eleven in the morning. <laughs> I was like fucking hell yeah, dude. Welcome to the Tri Cities. The, la the place they used to put us up in. Do you remember that it had? It was like a yeah, place that, that used to be really nice. Yeah, and then they. I, I was there during a remodel they were doing. I don't know if you saw it when they remodeled yeah. it, but I remember when they were remodeling it and everything got to be real nice. No more like I remember going there and a couple times. I I was like on the floor of my room. I was like. That's blood. <laughs> For sure, that's 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 human fluid. <laughs> like I was just like, God damn, well, this is. And then you know they had a they had that big courtyard with a pool inside of the big yeah. yeah and you're like, but it was always like there was a gate around it, even though it was inside. Yeah, and it was like I don't know. I mean, it was never open. Like one time I saw kids in there, but the gate was closed. I'm like, they <laughs> shimmy up the fence. <laughs> get in there they're squeaking down the slide they're like they're like quick swallow a bunch of water and puke it out at the top i remember dude i remember going there one time and the guy was like i'm gonna go to the gym and uh they had like the rattiest craigslist treadmill and where the tv was was just a wire sticking out of the wall 
And that was it. That was the whole gym. And like, I was like, what am I supposed? Is this just a? You may as well just call this the burpee room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, go in there and do lunges and burpees. That's our that's our gym. You fucking loser. <laughs> And then they redid it, and the breakfast was nice. The pool was all clean. The, they had shit in the, they had like decent equipment in the gym. And I was like, this will be the last time we ever get put up in this hotel. Sure enough, the next year we're at that, uh, the new place that's yeah. like a, it's a, it, it, which is a motel. It's yeah, a yeah. very nice motel, but it is, yeah, it's still it's, a motel. It's a serial killer buffet. <laughs> You go to sleep and you just know there's a guy in the parking lot like any, meeny, miny, mo. That's the door that I'm going in. Yeah, and the doors don't quite close unless you push on them a little bit. So if you just sleepily go to your room and there's just some guy at night, just oh, this is the this is the one. This is how I pick my victims slash meals. <laughs> I'm a sucker on the toes before I kill them. Oh, God, dude. <clears throat> yeah, don't, that's I'm, that place. I'm just, uh, I'm just uh, surprised by the turnaround. And it happened quick. Yeah. yeah. And it shows you what happens when people actually give a shit. And st- because, man. I will I, say their MCs have gotten better. Yep. Too. Yep. Yeah. Taking guys like Rob as a new comic. Because yep. they so. haven't just been grabbing like just anybody who's willing to say the comedians' names right. and grab them up on stage. And I think, look, I think they should give those the feature one fifty. I mean, at least one fifty. Yeah. yeah, man, for sure. Per show, you mean? Oh no, for for the weekend. I thought. They don't get 200? Well, they get 100 for the... They don't get 100. Yeah, they, they get, get 100 50. for the whole weekend? Mm-hmm. Jesus yeah. And Rob had to drive back to Spokane. Yeah, no, I let Rob... I gave Rob my room the Saturday night because he hosted for me, too. Yeah. Yeah, man, that's... Uh, dude, that's... That's a rough go, man. You got to really care about, you know, you got to really care about comedy to go MC those rooms. That's why yeah. I, I tell, you know, comics in Spokane, I'm like, dude... Go to, just go to Jokers, and if you want stage time and you want to be in front of paid audiences, like it'll cost you money. But what what else are you going to do on a Friday, Saturday night? Yeah. You know, I mean, and, you yeah. know, and there's no there's no way around it. You, that's just what you have to do. Do I think it's right or fair? No, but it's cheaper than going to college. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you got a better chance of. Well, you probably got the same amount chance of making any money there's a uh a kid tonight that's coming to the show it's like uh it's like a teacher's kid that amanda knows yeah he's like 20 he's back from college okay and he's like he's trying to start doing comedy he can't he Mm. can't get on an open mic until january and by then he'll be back at college yeah and so amanda was texting me she she was like oh it looks like so-and-so's kid's gonna try and i'm like I'm like, does he want to come to the, just come watch the show tonight? Just I'll put him on the list. He can come and yeah. yeah. I was like, well, if he talks to me, I'll, I'll I think I could probably get him on the mic next week. Yeah. I was like, I was like, I'll just be, I'll just talk to him and see if they can just throw him on the mic next week. Yeah. And uh, I just thought because it's uh, it's so funny because it's like when you start, you're like, oh my god. Oh, this is crazy. All these people, they're getting up there and they're talking and, oh, the light and this and that. You know, and it's kind of like this crazy, like, you you just feel like, oh, how this is put together. And and then when you're you're actually doing it, when you're actually doing comedy, 
you're like, this shit is just thrown together yeah. every single night, yeah. almost at every level. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, yep. I mean, you get the biggest comics in the world doing arena shows and their friend shows up and they're like, you want to go do a spot? Yeah. Like, this is an arena. Like, yeah, yeah, 15 minutes. Like, oh, yeah, it should. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, it's like at every level, it's just like, hey, okay, we got it. All, all we need is a dimmer switch. We'll fucking make this happen. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it is such, it, it's such a, I mean, for what is, a pretty major art form in America, yeah. You know, and and you know, and a, and a big money maker for you know agents and industry and and an entry level into acting and movies, and then also theaters are making more money now. I mean, I was yeah. talking to a comic based out of uh, Vancouver, BC, who's been doing it a long time. The guy that used to book uh, hecklers, yeah, Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn, good dude, runs a Snowden comedy tour. And he was telling me when he started, I bet I've said this on the podcast before, but I think it's worth repeating. When he started, he said, there's a, uh, like a 2000 person venue in Vancouver. He said, when he started, there was one comic a year doing it. And it was like huge comic. It was like, you know, it was like Damon Wayans, you know, and then uh, Jerry Seinfeld, you know, it was like these, it was like these big names. It was like Damon Wayans when he was doing movies and, and HBO specials and shit. Yeah. It was like one comic, maybe two a year. And it was usually someone with a massive TV show or a movie star. He said last year there were 48 stand-up comedians that Damn. came through that venue. So these venues are making money, yeah. a lot of money. The comics are making a lot of money. I mean, it's, it's a massive thing. But the reality is it's just so fucking hilarious how, you know, it's all just, you know, kind of thrown together. There's no, you know, there's no real, like people are like, well, I don't know when I'm from an audience, should I be like this, or like this, or like this? Should I punch down? You can't punch down. You can only punch, you can only punch up. And it's like, I don't know, man. Like I saw a guy with a little whistle one time. It was like, <laughs> and he fucking, is the corniest act I've ever seen in my life. And he murdered, you know what I mean? I'm like, I don't know, dude, you can, you could literally, I mean, if, if you, if, if, if you're weird enough and charismatic enough, you can just go over there and do armpit farts. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's like yeah. they're, they're, the art, they're like, I mean, to call it an art form sometimes is insane. You're like, oh, like, <laughs> like, oh this guy's doing commentary on uh, societal injustices. And uh, this guy has a slide whistle every time <laughs> he uh, mimics masturbating, <laughs> you know, <laughs> People are going to be like, tell me more about the slide whistle, fellow. <laughs> like, I mean, that's, you know. I, I think that's, I, I think that's a, a large part of entertainment. You know, most people just want uh, their time occupied, you know, by something. They don't, they, a lot of people are not sitting there trying to, you know, delve into anything deep. You know, most of the time, I think most of the time they just want slide whistle guy and they and whenever they, you know, have to, they will sit down and listen to the deep, insightful person tell um, dick jokes. Yeah. But yeah, most of the time so. people just want to be. That's why that's why, you know, I always try to make sure I have different sets for different occasions. Because you can't take, you can't take a set where you talk about how you know Trump is an idiot to a fucking bar show 
in the middle of Montana. You do not want to do that in a theater in Newport either. <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's not going to work. Yeah. So no, those sturdy gals don't like it. Yeah. And if you want them to have your mixed race baby, you got to <laughs> make sure you, you toe the line. Yeah, if you want them to have your oxen slash human baby. <laughs> Just a baby with the thickest ass neck. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, it's it, it, it it's a uh, it's a weird thing because there is a weird line between like, well, you don't want to pander, you still got to be yourself, yeah. but uh, you know, it's 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 wild. It's hard, you know. It's hard. That's what I'm saying. Like, you kind of need to figure out like your thing. Otherwise, yeah. you're just a wild mixed bag. I mean, because the some of the hard some of the hardest part about stand up. Like, I'll see people who I'm like, you could be way funnier if the audience knew what you were talking about. Yeah, I see yeah. that. I'm like, you, you need to make sure your message is being conveyed clearly. Yeah, because there's sometimes where I'm like, they would be laughing if they, if they didn't yeah. think you were like a schizophrenic rambler right yeah. now. You know, you know, we know we know a guy. David Anderson, uh, and he, Dude. I told him that that's his problem, is that he, like, when you sit there and listen to what he's saying, there is some pretty good shit in there, but it's just, the way he's saying it is so obtuse that people are just like, and it sounds so rambly, yeah, that yeah. people are just like, that's why you gotta, do you have a pipe yeah. bomb in your car? You gotta meet other people. Yep. Types of people, you know, you got to meet other types of people when you're doing stand up because, yeah, like if you're, you know, if you're a, a light skinned black guy uh, in uh, Spokane, Washington, and now all of a sudden you are meeting a Midwestern lady, uh, you know, she's not she's not going to be on the same page with you automatically. Yeah. You know, if you're if if, if you uh, if you only hang out around with like hippies and want to be G's or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, it's a, uh, it, it's, it, it's hard. You know, I was thinking about this, like, I feel like the hardest part about stand up is like in a, in a, in a career of stand up uh, is like almost that initial acceptance by the, com whatever community you're in. Yeah. Because that's, yeah. that's almost like telling you like, okay, there's something there. Yeah. But it's like, yeah. if you've been plugging away for two years and you haven't gotten asked to do shit, and you're going to open mics all, every night for fucking two years. It's like, dude, maybe just take a break and think. It's try yeah. to go live your life and become a better communicator and figure yeah. your shit out because, like, that's tough. Like that, that's tough. I mean, I like once you're performing and once you're once you're getting gigs and once you can do the road, it's kind of anybody's game whether or not you're gonna have a career or do well yeah. or whatever, you know, yeah. but at least then you're in a place where you can be like, okay, I got to switch this. I got to market myself different. At least you can kind of like switch things up because at least you're working at that point. Yeah. Yeah. But that initial, like getting over the hump of, from doing, you know, just open mics to like, just even getting non-paid spots on shows where people pay. Yeah. Because once you get access to those audiences, that's when you kind of really go, oh, fuck, this is who I'm trying to entertain. Yeah. Because if all you're doing is building a set at open mics, you're you're kind of going to fuck up. Like, you yeah. know, because now you're performing for psychopaths. Yeah. That'd be like building your set in like not even a prison, like county jail, <laughs> like the holding cell. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're like, oh, this guy's good at banging pots and pans <laughs> and scaring people. <laughs> and I think I think that exposes people too. Um, 
you know, you'll see somebody who, you know, and, I, and we've both seen this a lot, where someone is, you know, they started and they're like, I've been doing it for six months and no one <coughs> has asked me to be on a show. And they finally get on it and they fucking just tank. <laughs> and, and it's like, well, that's the reason why yeah. no one's asked you to do it. Yes. It's because you... you you, they saw that you wasn't going to work. Yeah, and the, the bigger the market and the more competitive it is, like that. Those the, those are open mics. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. hard. It's just hard to get into the just into a legit open mic. God damn, dude! I, I think don't. it's so. I think it's easier for a lot of comedians to get a false sense of uh, of that what they're doing is working in Spokane because it's just a smaller base. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's for such sure. a smaller base, so. Um, and do people stop saying like midget like a month ago? (laughs) 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 I don't know, uh, but who knows anymore? I mean, like I said, there's no rules. Like it seems like now, yeah, man, go to Austin, you can fucking say whatever you want. It sounds like, dude, I mean, there's no, and you know, there's no rules and there's even less rules. Depending on if you got an audience or not. If you have, if you don't have an audience, there's some rules. There's like, yeah, if, if you have no audience and you just walk up on stage and just the first joke is like, well, I was helping my wife get an abortion. That, that, people are automatically <laughs> going to be like, what the fuck? But if you got an audience, like Tom Segura can walk up on stage and the first thing he can he, he can say he can walk up on stage, grab the mic, first words. I don't like black people, <laughs> and people would just be like, "I think that's, a, that's probably the name of his new special." <laughs> <laughs> I think he's got a podcast like that. <laughs> but you know, when you got a built-in audience, they know like, "Oh, this is going to be more than yeah. than just." There's something here that is not going to be what... They trust you. Yeah. No, that's that's what someone told me early on. They're like, if you're a new comic, nobody knows who you are. Like, you can't just go into a, even a story that might be funny. Because yeah. if it's going to take you 30 to 45 seconds to get a laugh, yes. they're going to be like, is this worth listening to? Yes. My chicken wings just arrived. <laughs> <laughs> that's why if you're going to start telling stories as a comedian, the story has to be universal. It can't be... It can't be so insular to just you. It's got to be something that, it, in the end, it's got to be something that most people or a large chunk of people have uh, dealt with. Uh, my first ever story on stage was talking about going to the water park with my kid. And that's a, that's a thing that parents have done and they know they know it, so now all you got to do is splice in jokes. Yeah. But when you are when you are known, like Chris Rock, his last like five minutes of his last special was a very insular joke. There's there's only three people in that entire story. It's him, Jada, and Will. Oh yeah, but everybody was waiting for that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, everybody, everybody knows. Everybody knows. You know, the sto- everybody knows the big part of the story. But you know, all these little pieces that he was throwing, like, oh, she she had a problem with me ever since she um, boycotted the Oscars. 
you know, like those little things help um, give the story more um, girth, for lack of a better word. No, that's the right word. But, <laughs> but people allow him to do that because they, that's Chris Rock. Yeah, and that's the thing is, you know, dude, that's a, when you go on, like, it's so funny seeing people like mimic a very famous comic on stage. Yeah. And it's like, dude, you're not him. Yeah, and also like if you're living in Spokane doing comedy, you're probably never gonna be. Yeah. Him, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's like, dude, you you gotta have the balls to get the fuck out of here. Yeah, I will yeah. say this though: out of all the years of watching open mic, I would rather have somebody get up on stage and mimic their favorite comedian yeah well it's it's impossible not to I, I'd rather have that than people who are I don't know why they're trying to reinvent the wheel and they until you know what you're going to talk about specifically and how you're going to structure your jokes at least do jokes like a lot of times you see people going up there and it's like well, how did you how did you think that was going to be funny? You didn't. You didn't set anything up. Yeah. Your punchline was just you saying random words. It's yeah. not. There was no impact there. No, go to a retirement home and ask <laughs> one of those old people to tell you a story. And when they're three minutes in and you don't know what the fuck they're talking about, you got to be like. I need to not do that. Yes, that is, yes. <laughs> That's what, Fuck, if you're yeah. you're thinking about starting a comedy, go listen to a very old person talk about what nickels used to look like. Yeah. And and they'll Fuck start yeah. out like, oh, nickels. Well, when I was young, and see, back when I was young, we didn't call it young. <laughs> we called it saplings. We called yes. it knee-high to a June bug is what we said, because June, June yes. bugs aren't even around anymore. Now, <laughs> now it's a different kind of lady. It was a different kind of ladybug, and they were as big as your thumb. Of course, that was mainly just in the southern hemisphere where it was humid. Up, up here in the north, we had stink bugs. They stink bad. One time, my grandmother we had just got plumbing. We didn't grow up with plumbing, see? And you're like, what the fuck about these buffalo nickels? And, were there buffaloes on the nickels or not, Grandpappy? And that's how a lot of people do their first story yeah. in stand-up. And, it's, and the audience is like, what the fuck are you yes. talking about? Yes. Yeah, that was uh, the second, dude, the second, one of the biggest laughs from this weekend show at Newport was somebody yelled some shit out like, oh, you don't want to say that to Jenny Ann. Because she's got a temper on her. And I'm like, you guys, I don't know her. <laughs> I'll never know her. I was like, this is what it's like being in a small town. Like, you guys think we give a fuck about your dumb gossip. <laughs> you start up a conversation with someone here, and they're like, oh, that's Billy. You see, he's a little sad because uh, everybody found out that he was having sex with his best, his wife's best friend when she had cancer. <laughs> But what a lot of people don't know, and this is the way I feel, is that she allowed him because it was cancer of the vagina, and he was not allowed to touch it, and she had to drive 45. He drove her for 45 minutes and picked her up her favorite cream cheesecake, even though she, she couldn't smell it on account of the chemo, fried up her taste buds, and, and her best friend makes a very good steak, which is his favorite meal. And you're like, who fucking cares? I do not care about your small town ramblings. 
why would I give like I'm trying to put gas in my car. This is a lot for me to digest. I'm giving you eight dollars to clean my window to shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is. <laughs> you know, and that's just that. But that is what I mean. That's also kind of the charming thing about yeah. a small town. They just, they're, I mean, it, dude, these small towns are so fucking hilarious, especially when they're like talking about the small town next to them. That's yeah. stupid. Yeah, they're like, oh, here in Newport, all our all our children get A's in math, but on account of the lead paint used in Smelterville. <laughs> Well, they're lucky if one of the, if they got a kid with eyeballs that looks straight. <laughs> Newport folk ain't Smelterville folk. <laughs> Man, if you want to get a cheap laugh, just find the town over and make fun of that town. Man, that that does not, it, it. It's never not worked. It's always worked. Yeah. Uh, all right, so. Uh, large, large city comedy, small town comedy. You're asking me? Yeah. Oh, that's a good question, man. Because for me, how small? How what are we? Ta- how do you define a small town? It's like under under like fifty thousand, or like under like ten thousand? Under thirty thousand. Ooh, we're talking like Walla Walla sized towns. Yeah, and smaller. You know, man. I mean. The thing is, if you can only do small town rooms and, and you don't your shit doesn't work well in the big cities, it you know, you're probably you're very limited in your career. So just for that, I would say big cities. Because okay. that's where you know, and that's where the people are, that's where you sell tickets. You know, fuck man, I mean That's where you can actually get yeah. more money. Yeah, dude. Per if, so you got a gig in Seattle, you got a gig in Pullman, right? Yeah. Huskies are playing. It won't affect shit. The people that are going to see you, see you. Yeah. You got a gig in Pullman and the Cougars are playing, you're fucked. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Like, like it's it's just, you, you man, know. That's one, happened to me so many times man, yeah. where, you know, I, this, this show's been set up and they just happen to forget that it's the pumpkin festival or something. <laughs> yeah. And now I got eight people in the that forgot that it was the pumpkin festival yeah. and they're like, well shit, this gotta get over so I can get on down there yeah. before they get to the pumpkin tossing. Yeah, they're you about know? to drop a pumpkin from a crane. Yeah. <laughs> they only do that once a year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, like I, I... Now, I will say, I'm not into hanging out with audiences afterwards, yeah. but if you are a person that hangs out with your audience afterwards, small towns all the way yeah baby. small towns all the way yeah <laughs> if you're if you're out there being a wild boy yeah. hanging out with the audience yeah small towns are the way to go i mean listen i don't like clubs you know i'd rather hang out in a dive bar with a with yeah. a with a with, a, with a, like a you know pool table and a dartboard or something but yeah. if it's you know if it's the choice between like oh we got this house party at a cow farm you know <laughs> i mean dude, the sm- i mean I, you know i've been to I've been into cities mm-hmm. where they're like, oh, man, that was great. You got to go check out this monument or this whatever. You're like, okay. And then in small towns, they're like, you want to see our museum? I can let you in early in the morning before the crowd, come, you know. I'm like, who the fuck's even going to this museum? <laughs> Like one rich lady who was a geologist used to live here. She her estate funds our rock museum. 
That really, that's not a fake story. It happened to me in Republic, Washington. Shit. A town of like 1,500 people. Yeah. I remember going in there the next day. I was like, these are nice rocks, buddy. <laughs> He's like, this is a fossil. I'm like, this is a leaf on a rock sheet. He's like, yeah, this is a fossil. I'm like, this is the most boring fossil I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Who's coming to this? People really don't have shit to do. It's like next to a park. <laughs> Yeah, people are going in there because it's free anyway. Yeah. It's not like it was not like I got like a sweet deal. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm, I'm, I think I'm with you as far as uh, as far as career. You know, a, a large city, and you know, in a large city, uh, I feel less pressure to hang out with anybody afterwards. Oh, yeah, even yeah. though I don't. Regardless, but I feel worse because I'm like, man, there's only there's only a couple thousand people here, and the new person in town didn't want to hang out with anybody. Oh yeah, you know. But if you're in Seattle and somebody's like, hey, you want to? Anything could happen. It's a large city. You can be like, yeah. oh man, there was a a traffic thing on the on, on the freeway. Yeah, or, yeah, you can and, get out of it. Yeah, there's a bunch of stuff. But I always feel I always feel more. Uh, um, appreciated in a small town because they're they're almost like, wow, you with these jokes came to this small ass town, entertain yeah, they, us. There is a, they are very appreciative yeah. in small and you, towns. And, and you know, expect when me and you do uh, shows in these towns, we're not um, just belaboring the fact that we're in a small town. We're we're, we're treating them like. They're just humans wanting to be entertained. You know, I've seen a lot of guys like San Francisco or New York where the whole town, they're, like, they're just, it's just over and over. They're talking, they're t almost like they're talking down to them because they're like, you got better choices. Why would you want to live here? And it's like, don't. They decided to come to the show. I bought a house for seventeen thousand dollars. Yes, yeah. <laughs> that's why. So goddamn right, they're gonna stay there, man. <laughs> yeah, dude. So uh, always, they always, uh, they're always appreciative because there's not much going. It's the high school football game <laughs> or comedy every six months. Yeah, dude. It's funny in small towns, like in a big city, people will be like, "Man, good set." <laughs> small town people are like. Thank you for giving us something to do. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. Man, did, so, did a show in Wallace, I think, earlier last, this year. And afterward, they were just, they were just like, thank you so much. It, all it does is snow here. You know, it's like, fuck, man. Y'all having a yeah. rash of polar bear attacks? Dude, well, especially Wallace. <laughs> well, you're like, you guys got named, like, top 10 cute small towns in America. Yeah. Like, it's not that cute. The women are ugly. <laughs> they have no teeth. I'm like, <laughs> Man, that last show that I did in Wallace, I was like, I don't know what the fuck is in this water, but these are the thickest females. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. Yeah, I mean, they... And, and they're like, yeah, old Sally, she's been single for 20 years. I'm like, somebody fuck this lady. Well, <laughs> she's priced to the branding hasn't worn off from the previous. <laughs> That's what they do for those. <laughs> it's, it's just. <laughs> God damn. Yeah, well, you see a small town tattoo shop. That's just men tattooing their wives. 
<laughs> Rob's property. <laughs> All right, we're at one fifteen. Let's oh, uh, then, uh, this up. Oh, dude, oh, I was got- really struggling with the thing. Uh, and we go, uh, do what's, I think I, I know the answer now that I've thought about it, but in the moment I was really struggling for like an hour. Like what's funnier, like thinking about, cause I was, I was thinking about MTV cribs and how these guys are like, yo man, I got this crazy big ass mansion and this is a room where we got a bar. I always got Hennessy in here. Oh, and then this is just a, a, a gold bathroom or whatever. And, uh, I just thought it would be super funny to like show them eating alone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Or like walking in yeah. by themselves, yeah. like no family, yeah. like taking their shoes off and then being like, oh, I got this backpack and my my jeans are in there, but the laundry room's 150 yards away, <laughs> you know? They're just alone, like their footsteps are just echoing through the house. They're in their mat. They're in their fucking thousand square foot master suite. It's gorgeous. Has a toilet with a closing door, but like they want a snack in the middle of the night, and they gotta walk down two flights of <laughs> fancy stairs. And their hands on the banister the whole way, just like I don't know. Maybe I'll put some granola in the yogurt or whatever. You know, just like the sadness of that is, would be so palpable. Do you know what I mean? Or, and this is funny, and you, you, a lot of people could afford to do this, and okay. it would be hilarious. Two bedroom trailer with a butler. <laughs> <laughs> man, that would be dope as fuck, oh, man. Dude, that would. I, I, you know what? I mean, that, like, it just made me wish because, like. My son is home from college, and he's, like, nonstop watching The Practical Jokers. Yeah. So I'm constantly thinking. So, like, I just thought, fuck, that would be such a great prank to, like, put out an ad for a butler. (laughs) 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 And being interviewing, like, a full-on butler with the the tails. Like, you'll be expected to wear a tails. We will have it pressed. We will do this. And then he just shows up at, like... (laughs) I don't know what's funnier, trailer park or like a trailer in, in kind of like on property? Ooh, a trailer on property. The, no, it, it'd be funnier in a park. I, I, yeah, because all these people are like, what the fuck? Yeah. Gerald's got a butler. <laughs> How much you paying that butler, Gerald? <laughs> you know? And it, you know, they just... People are knocking on the broken screen door. <laughs> Uh, sir, you have visitors. <laughs> He's putting cheese whiz on like a fancy, a little fancy tray, you know? <laughs> Would you like tea with your whiz? <laughs> no, but I'll take a bush light in a tea cup. <laughs> I mean, it's funny no matter what. Yeah. The nowhere. I think it'd be funny as long as you had visitors in the nowhereville. If you okay, yeah. if you were on property, do you make him just stand at attention outside your door? <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, I feel like. Does he have a little chair next to the door? No. If you're in the park. Uh, no, he's got to stand at the park too. Does he? Is he outside the door or inside? No, he's outside. 
Yeah, I can get behind that. That's a dude. What what a hilarious status poll. Yeah, you're making him drive you around in your shitty go kart. <laughs> <laughs> you're just driving around the trailer park with your golf cart. Yeah. <laughs> the axles are all off. Yeah. Like I spent all my money on the <laughs> Jeeves here. <laughs> Man, that would be dope to do for at least a day to film it. Yeah. And yeah. just and Trailer ha- Park Butler, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Thing is, wherever you filmed it at, we'd be like, hey, we have a great idea. You're like, these people will be like, this is our home. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you mocking me? <laughs> Give you a shiny halogen bulb. <laughs> All right, fine. <laughs> Jeeves, I need you to empty the litter box. <laughs> Jeeves, could you straighten out my aluminum cans? <laughs> Would you like me to load the revolver, sir? <laughs> Just one bullet this time. I told you Russian roulette is one bullet. Oh, my God, dude. All right. Well, that, I think, puts it in the books, man. Yeah, that was uh, a great episode. I'm, uh, I'm, actually, uh, I'm actually not doing any shows up until... Uh, the New Year's Eve extravaganza. You're on that show oh, too, right? Yeah. New Year's Eve extravaganza it's at the Draft Zone, baby. Yeah. That's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, uh, dude, listen. I don't think we have a lot of younger listeners, but uh, this place don't check out these. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Bring your fake. Dude, their fake ID is just you writing on a piece of cardboard. <laughs> Legal. <laughs> If you got armpit hair, come out to the New York yeah. <laughs> Eve extravag- Brodad's extravaganza. Come out to that show. That's gonna be that's gonna be a lot of fun. They're having like live music afterwards. It's gonna yeah. be like a whole night of entertainment. And I will be selling shirts. And I have my shirts in bags now. Oh. Yeah, very fancy. It was a hit in Tri Cities. Uh, got a little, got a little card in there for Brodads that you. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Scan. I saw that. that yep. Yeah, it's good, dude. Very I, uh, nice. I uh, I got a lot going on in January, so go to Philip Cobb Comedy, and uh, you know if you are in the Sandpoint area, these Sandpoint. Uh, comedy avalanche tickets are starting to sell. We're almost quarter of the way sold out for the oh. January show. Wow. Uh, it's going to be going real good. We got uh, the winner of uh, Tacoma's funniest motherfucker uh, featuring Chase Myers. He's good. Oh, you man. seen Chase? Yeah. Yeah, he's funny, man. Yeah. And uh, Andrew Rivers says headlining. He is all over the place. It's going to be – that's going to be – those shows are a lot of fun because Sandpoint Sam is this funny place where it's like money – like it's always had a little bit of money, you know, yeah. kind of on the lake. Uh, but now it's like over COVID, like the money arrived. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I've seen the change in the Schweitzer, the fancy uh, – Ski Mountain there mm-hmm. has gotten fancy, okay. and their their social media comments have absolutely changed. Like a lot of people have kind of given up on the mountain because they've gotten too expensive. Yeah. So it used to be like, hey man, we're really struggling, or like, hey, we're we're just opening up a second chair. We don't have a lot of snow. Like in the past, it would be like, you dumb pieces of shit. <laughs> Why don't you guys open up already? God damn it. It's like they can't control it. It's snow. It's falling from the sky. Like they are doing their best. And now it's like, we're all hoping. 
It'll be like, can't wait. We're doing our snow dances. You know, and I'm like, are they eliminating all the toxic small town people who are like, are you motherfuckers are going to make us? Va- it's because we're not getting snow because you guys got vaccines. You know, like that's that used to be the comment section. Like, yeah, Bill Gates fucking bought up the sky. You know, like shit like that. <laughs> It was filled with shit like that. And all that, I'm like, did those people just give up or did they, are they getting like, is there other comments just, there's one person's whole job is just yeah. to be like, yeah. listen, man, if you see a NASCAR logo, don't even read the comment. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's uh, dude. Yeah. That's so it's, it's this weird town that's kind of going through a, 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 a change, you know, yeah. cause it's, it's people that have lived there forever wouldn't afford couldn't afford to live there now if they were to move in there. That like, like all the kids that are going up there, it's like one of these small towns that's so rare where the kids love living there. They like yeah. they graduate high school and they're like, I want to live in this town that I grew up in that I like, but I can't afford to yeah. live in this town anymore. Yeah. So yeah, they gotta so it's a. Uh, it's it is it is wild to be in a small town that has one main street and two or three of the shops on the main street are real estate agents with million dollar listings. Yeah, you know man, that I mean? is, it is wild. Yeah, yeah, man. yeah, yeah. So anyway, though, uh, the, uh, the, um, the Ponderosa best Western is still very affordable and quite nice. So <laughs> come on, get a hotel, go to that, go to that show. The locals are buying it or I don't know who's buying tickets, but it's, it's good. Those shows are a lot of fun. It's a good getaway. Stay at the, uh, Dude, this uh, best, it's called a, it's called a St. Bernard. It's got five rooms. Did we talk about this last week? I had a, the way I cooked a steak up there. So I went up there just to kind of like test my new equipment, make sure my pass is good. They don't have much snow. The skiing was absolute dog shit, (laughs) but I wanted to ski a little bit and I was like, I'm just going to stay up here for one night. And I thought they had kitchens in the room, but I was mistaken. I misremembered it and they just had microwaves. Oh. So I microwaved a steak. What? Yeah, it was not ideal. No shit. Yeah, it cooks it from the inside out. Oh. So the inside was medium. The inside was well done, and the outside of the steak was rare. It was weird. So anyway, I made it work. It was better than probably because it, it's a below a bar. So I could have just walked out and then gone up the steps <laughs> and been like, give me your greasy chicken gumbo sandwich. Uh, but I would have been the only one there because nobody's standing there because this king is not open. Yet. But anyway, yeah, stay at St. Bernard's Day. Just come out, dude. It's a, it's going to be a good year out there. I hope. I hope the snow falls soon. Yeah, hopefully. Uh I'm surprised it hasn't dumped up there yet. And, nope. And gotten the ski season started. No, man. There's no snow anywhere uh, except for you got to go six hours north to Canada. Holy Banff. Shit. Banff, yeah. Canada is the only place with snow. It's a real, it's really, that's the thing that sucks about being into skiing is you start, if the conditions aren't good, you start paying attention to other other climates you're like where is it snowing in the americas (laughs) and i was like this i'm like maybe if i just want to ski before you know christmas maybe i'll just take a day drive six hours to the north and then i'm like what the fuck am i thinking (laughs) 
Yeah, that's a no, hole. It's, it's a hall, and then I would yeah. have to stay up there, and then I'd be paying. I already had, you know, I already had my ski tickets here. Anyway, yeah. anyway, you know what? If the skiing's bad, the comedy's going to be good, and uh, everybody. It's just a big party anyway afterwards. So yeah, someone will show their titties. So you at least want to buy tickets for that. Now yeah. I don't know if it's going to be a female or a male, but titties will be shown. That's extra. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good night. I got a last minute thing oh. at Big Fork. So that's where I'll be Saturday. Yeah? Yeah. Big Fork, Montana? Mm-hmm. Ooh. Yep. I was supposed to do it in January, but um, person dropped out. So I'm going to go do it Saturday. Yeah, man. Yeah. That's going to be fun. Who's it for? Uh, well, I know Dees Casillas books it, but I don't, I don't nice, even know dude. the spot. Big Fork? Mm-hmm. I don't know if I know where that is. Yeah, those Montana rooms that he books are pretty good, man. It's over, it's over by Flathead, um, the the lake. Oh yeah, dude, you're yeah. gonna get a. It's an, that's another place you're gonna get a mixture between like designer frames and uh, <laughs> blue jeans. Yeah, it's that's a that's a good time, man. That's uh, it's like rednecks and people pretending to be rednecks. <laughs> so I don't know where, but I mean, if you're in the area, you would know where comedy's happening. Yeah, man. Go see Harry at Big Fork. Yeah, go see me. All of our Montana listeners. Dude, if you're anywhere in Montana, they'll people drive eight hours. It's no big deal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The entire fucking state is just one big <laughs> travel experience. So come see me. <clears throat> Until then, be good, you big bitch. <laughs>